You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another friendly episode of Ask Drone You. Brought to you by our friends, Droners, just like yourself. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for subscribing. And if you have a question, as always, please ask your question at askdroneyou.com. And as always, my name is Paul. <laughs> and as always, my name is Rob. So grateful that you are with us today, as always. I'm grateful Welcome. that you're here, Rob. I'm grateful that you're here. Made it back safely. Been in Vegas. Teaching. Yeah, that was that was probably like my favorite drone mapping class ever. Um, it was amazing. I mean, we already have multiple reviews that we're gonna put on the site because they're they're really well. But also, I learned a lesson. I've got to slow down for people. I'm trying to fit. You know, people want more and more and more and more content, and I'm trying to throw that into the class. And I power through so much material to just kind of get through it that I don't, I think some people had trouble keeping up with me. That's been said before, but and it, it's a tough balance. It really is in addition. Mm -hmm. It's also a subject that is extremely detailed, but I'm excited uh, because that new mapping class, the one that is gonna nix the old ones, is getting up to Wistia, so I'm really excited about is that. It? Yeah, according to Howell, he said it's literally being uploaded to Wistia tomorrow, so. And what that means to you is once it's on Wistia, it's very, very, short time period to be on the site as in as in, 24 48 hours yeah so really excited about that but anyway uh long story short it was great class i mean the ghost ranch was awesome the owners of the ghost ranch were really incredible we got to go to areas that other people have never been before we mapped a gold mine it was another great example of rtk versus ppk you know we're out in the middle of nowhere no cell service so you had to use ppk well, we shot the points with a static receiver. In fact, I still have to go download those points. Um, but I think that we're going to be offering a new uh, rental solution just for DroneU members. So if you're not a DroneU member, I would really recommend, if you want to support this show, if you love the information in it, become a DroneU member because there's so much more than just 33 classes, which we just uploaded 102 or three videos in the business course. Um, it's unreal. I said 60 last time I was wrong. Hoel's like, why'd you say 60 on the show? It's like 102 or three. I was like, oh, really? I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'd be happy to say that there's more. <laughs> so it's really, it's really empowering. But let's go ahead. I don't want to waste your time. Let's get into today's question, which was actually relevant to our mapping class that happened last time in Vegas. By the way, we do have Two more mapping classes coming up. We actually have like five. But um, the next one is in Orlando. If you want to sign up for that, it's actually next week. Uh, next weekend, uh, we do have a great location for that. And after that, we're going to Dallas. And then after that, we're going back to Northern Virginia. And then we've got to set the schedule for the rest of the year, Rob. No, we've got Seattle booked at the end of May. Oh, we've got Seattle booked too. Well, look at that. Mm -hmm. so. And people are already signing up for that one. So That is awesome. If you're so in the northwest part of the country, check that one out. Totally. But one of the main benefits of coming to this last week's class in Las Vegas is that students got to see the real world power of LIDAR hmm. and bare earth models, which is going to be kind of the topic of today's question. So let's go ahead and play today's question, which, by the way, 
There's a second part. It's not really a question. This guy made a statement, and we're going to play both for you uh, because we think it's kind of relevant, and we appreciate what he said. So It's a PSA. PSA. Of sorts. Public service announcement. That's right. It's 10 o'clock. Or maybe Do you know a, where your children are? It's a BSA, <laughs> a business service announcement. Uh, What'd you think? I, uh, you don't oh, want to no. know. <laughs> you know I didn't think whatever you're thinking I might have thought. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey guys, Cody Thomas here. Got a question for you. I have a client who owns a very rugged piece of property. It's enclosed in thick bush and lots of trees, closed canopy for the most part. And he wants to install a access road through there. So he wants it surveyed. So we got in touch with me. I took a look at the property via Google Earth. I haven't been there on site. It's a ways away. It is very enclosed. So breaching the canopy from an aerial perspective to get that accurate uh, topo information just isn't viable. My question is, would it be possible in this circumstance to use something like arrow points and place those strategically throughout this 20 acre parcel in gaps where the canopies are open so I can breach to the canopy and get readings on the ground? Is that possible or is there another way? Is there any way to get accurate topographical information through thick canopies. Anyways, thanks for your help, guys. Hey, guys. Cody Thomas here. I have a response to episode 921. Can I build a profitable drone business by providing services to the ag industry? Uh, in this community, I think it's important for us to communicate a bit. So I don't know if responses are acceptable, but here it is anyways. I hope you guys uh, air this for especially this individual and others who are thinking about getting into ag. I work specifically in agriculture. My business is centered specifically for agriculture. My background is in agriculture. That being said, if you are trying to get into ag, do some reading, get involved with some local growers, get some comprehensive information, get in touch with me other pros that do this as well, because if you go in blindly to ag, you can do yourself a lot of harm to your business if you say you can do something and you can't deliver. Because farming, it's a small community, especially in your areas. Farmers know each other. If word gets out, nobody's going to hire you again. This is very important. This isn't just for ag. This is for business in general. If you're entering an industry that you cannot deliver, if you screw up, so on and so forth, if you don't walk the walk and talk the talk, this is not going to work out. If you're going to do this, I would suggest getting a mentor. I would suggest, obviously, eventually getting the right equipment. In this case, it's a multi-spectral or bust. Do not go with an RGB camera with your drone deploy and say you can do this. You are not getting good information with just drone deploy. You're getting false coloring in DVI. You're, you're not getting down to the 900 and 950 nanometers that a multispectral can dive into. That being said, there's a lot of value that you can provide in ag, but you got to go out, go about this correctly. I just can't stress that enough. Anyways, thanks guys. Thank you, Cody. Really do appreciate that. No, we effing love it, actually. <laughs> Let me just clarify that statement from Rob, because I could not agree with you more. That, uh, And I'm pretty sure we said that on the show as well, 
that if you are mapping an ag, you need a multi-spectral camera. But I just wanted to clarify that you can do index mapping, which is simply just putting a number associated with a plant to have a better count, and you do not need a multi-spectral camera to do that. You would do that with a phantom, but understand that you're not going to get any data that's going to say disease or, you know, this is what's wrong with your plants or this is where you go get uh, soil analysis. So, But the point is, know your stuff before you jump into I, any of these I, I love that. So, you know, when he asked the question, he's like, well, you know, I don't know if comments are allowed. Comments are allowed. You know what's allowed? Anything that's positive. <laughs> I was about to say anything, but then I was like, oh, no, I'll open up the troll door. <laughs> so. No, I actually really love that you did that, Cody, and we'd love to hear from more of you. Totally. So let's go ahead and answer Cody's question. So this week, uh, thanks to Mr. Russell White, we had some LIDAR here at the DroneU mapping class, and hopefully there will be a system in place soon where if people want to be able to utilize a LIDAR system as a DroneU member, they will have a special discount to do so. That being said, uh, we are also actually working on another system for renting GPS units at a rate that no one else can compete with. We'll have that system for DroneU members as well, but it'll be only DroneU members. That being said, LiDAR is an active technology. Photogrammetry is a passive technology. Why is that important? Well, photogrammetry only works at what it can see. Uh, in fact, in our mapping class, you can actually see a very good example of this as we do an exercise around a house where we're emerging projects. And the 3D textured mesh actually takes the trees or the leaves on the trees and inputs them on the wall because that's all it can see. With LiDAR, we're shooting typically 100 to 200,000 beams of beautiful lasers. I always want to be like laser beams and like have my like, you know, Austin Powers. Why not? So we're shooting laser beams 100,000 times per second. Um, that's really what we're doing. Anyway, long story short, uh, it's an active technology. So if, you know, one, two, or three of the returns essentially are, you know, nixed back to the drone and the fourth and fifth return actually penetrate, you know, the, the leaves and go to the ground, LiDAR can do that. Photogrammetry cannot do that, Okay. It's really important. It's also really important to understand that certain LiDAR units and especially certain manufacturers, should I say, sell and rent drones to people that have LiDAR systems on them and they specifically remove multiple returns from the drone. And that's really, really bad. You do not want to do that. You want to go with a LiDAR system that lets you utilize all of the data. Because if you're limited in your data, you're going to be limited in your deliverables. And I want to investigate this particular company before I just throw the name out there. Um, but it looks like that there's one company that is doing this, and it's unfortunate at best. Uh, and when we confirm this uh, via data, we'll, we'll let everyone know that, you know, when you're renting LiDAR from someone, because the LiDAR is $250,000, $300,000 system at times. Wow. It's expensive. That's what mid-range in terms of actually accomplishing some of the things that we're talking about. That's fair. It's a fair assumption. I would call wow. it the the mean. So he talked about surveying. I mean, can you get the data that you need for that kind of accuracy with yeah. through this process using lidar? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, in fact, I believe that there is a very specific system. Um, I don't want to push the company that just helped us because I don't believe that they have the systems in line just yet to be able to rent these systems out to the volume of people that listen to this show. So I want to just kind of hold off before I let that name out there. Right. Um, I do appreciate all of your help though. Um, that being said, 
you need a LIDAR system that also has real RTK information. It's writing that RTK data. You're utilizing a base station. But, I mean, think of it this way. Instead of buying a LIDAR unit, you can rent one for two grand a day and typically charge seven to eight grand per day. Pretty good return on your investment. Absolutely. So, And is there a lot of post work for something like this? This is the beautiful thing about LiDAR. There is, unless you merge photogrammetry over your sure. LiDAR to have like a better idea Just of what it, it looks like. Make it prettier. Uh-huh. Then no. Hmm. So, okay, let me put it to you this way. To map the ghost ranch took three to four hours to get all the data we would need for just like one good sample data set. Okay. Russell flew it in three and a half minutes. And, and the data was completed by the time he landed the drone. Using what? LiDAR. No, I know, but... So LiDAR writes the data as it flies. Okay. It's literally putting points in real space with X, Y, and Z as it flies. So the software's on the bird? So there's a computer on the bird. Hmm. Yeah. You're, I mean, this is sounding pretty cool. And this is why the drone costs a quarter of a million dollars. Right. You know? So yeah. um, it's also levels of efficiency, you know, like... Exactly. Time is money. Yeah. Um, Johnny, forget what state he's from, uh, but he was asking me for help down in Austin to map some road that was like five miles long. And was, I should just call him back and be like, let me just rent LiDAR and we'll just take care of this. <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be like, and done. So really... By the be... time you finish listening to this show, you'd be done with a 200-acre project. So, okay, I was going to ask you, because this gentleman, Cody, is talking about 20 acres. That's no big deal. Uh, no. Hmm. So from what I've heard from experts in the LiDAR industry, you can map up to 1,000 acres a day, typically without issue with LiDAR. I wonder what it would On cost. On an M600. Okay, I wonder what it, which is six, seven grand. Well, no. The bird itself. You mean the frame? The, well, yeah. Eh, when you add the RTK and all the additional, and I'm not talking DJI RTK, that's like fraudulently saying RTK, because anytime that, uh, it's it's not really RTK, okay? So like the Phantom 4 Pro is RTK because it connects to a network over the internet where it provides real-time corrections. M600 Pro RTK does not do that. Hmm. M210 RTK does not do that. It says it has time sync. Great. Awesome. I want to see it. Does it connect to a network? Does it write that information in the data until we see it working? I'm going to say no because hmm. I just don't know because there have been so many times that false information has been put out there and I'm one of those like, I'll trust you, but I need to verify. <laughs> and I haven't verified, so I'm not going to tell people that that's a solution. That's probably a good policy for all of us. So I wonder what it would cost for an actual, if I can put it that way, surveying company to go out and survey this 20 acres. The cost would probably be anywhere from 20 to 50 grand from the surveying company, but it would take them probably a week or two to do it. I mean, if he's wow. talking rough terrain and they're going to be pulling points and rolling total stations out there and doing all this, Merry Christmas, have fun. I could do it in five minutes. I'd still <laughs> need an RPLS to sign off on my data, though. So, yeah. But that's why we tell people in the mapping class, like, look, in many states, you're limited in what you can showcase in drone mapping. Right. But that's why you need to work with surveyors uh, where you can essentially provide them with the data, all the data on, you know, what equipment did you use? What workflow did you use? Here's my quality report. Here's my re uh, RMS error from, you know, yeah. the quality report. Here's my error on X, Y, and Z. Um, it, so, yeah. And once again, we're back to good relationships, right? Building True. relationships with and those folks. I'm still looking for a surveyor in California to sign off on a job that I'm trying to do. Hmm. I'll pay you five grand. So if you're listening, 
Any uh, any California surveyors out there? Just okay, cool. to review and sign. Review and sign. 300 acres. With good infrastructure, workflow, presented, everything. How much do you think 300 acres, how much do you think we're charging for that? For 300 acres? Mm-hmm. Now that like now that I understand what they're looking for, I haven't told you deliverables. Twenty seven five. This will take us maybe three hours. You do the math. Money, 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 <laughs> money. <laughs> I don't Sorry, know. they say it's the art of the deal, but I say never split the difference. <laughs> anyway, um, no, look, LIDAR is great. Let's just recap this really quick. LIDAR is great. It's an active technology. can penetrate vegetation. That's typically why people use it. The second reason a lot of people use it is time. It's efficient. It will literally cover a 100-acre project in 120th of the time that you would take with photogrammetry. The data is processed live. Do you have to geo-rectify the data on the end? Yes, you do. The amount of time that that takes is not nearly as much time as it takes to process photogrammetry. So with LiDAR, we get bare earth models through vegetation. We can scan areas very, very quickly with a high degree of accuracy. I think a lot of people need to understand that there are many different types of LiDAR units, and you need a LiDAR unit that actually can shoot a reasonable distance. So for example, you need a LiDAR unit that has like 150 meter swath. So if I'm flying at 400 feet, I'm getting 2,000 feet um, horizontally on the ground from the unit. And you need to make sure that your unit can actually hit the ground from 400 feet, meaning that the lasers are actually, you know, penetrating, as they would say. So I think that's a quick, good recap, though. I mean, I don't want to talk people's ears off. It's a very simple concept. In fact, at the LiDAR conference that just happened in Denver in January, I wanted to give a talk on how drone technology has actually reached a point where it can compete with LiDAR in areas that don't have high vegetation. Hmm. And they were just not having it. They were like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, well, let's see what the science says. No response. Not interested. No, because they want to protect their industry. And that's how you know LiDAR is about to be massively disrupted. So, hmm. Very uh, interesting. Think about this. If DJI were to come out with a M200 and a MIMS type of LiDAR. So MIMS is essentially, instead of the actual laser spinning, the mirror would spin. So what does that do? It, it takes LiDAR technology and it makes it much, 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 much smaller. Hmm. In addition, it also makes it a lot cheaper. We're just starting to see the emergence of MIMS technology Sm in the LiDAR industry. Smaller meaning literally you can get into a smaller casing. Yes, which is really important because it means smaller drone, which means cheaper drone. So right. I would say in the next three to five years, the whole LiDAR industry is going to be completely disrupted. In fact, Mavic, I'd be shocked if it didn't happen. No. Mavic 4 Pro with LiDAR. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> no, I think it would be more like uh, Inspire 4 okay. <laughs> with, with built-in LiDAR. They're going to be like, okay. buy the L7 camera, right. and, you know, and it's like L for LiDAR, like 7, that's right. their big one. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because... DJI's is consistently disrupting market after market after market. True. And I mean, the surveying market is being um, is being disrupted at an unprecedented level right now. It's a big target. And what's fascinating for surveyors out there is just embrace it. It's just more tools for you to do your job better, right? True. I mean, it seems pretty simple to me, but I'm not in the industry, so. Well, here's how I look at it, right? If you're a surveyor, and let's pretend that you as a surveyor... Well, you are also into woodworking. Would you like to use a handsaw or would you like to use a circular saw? And that's what drones are. On that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. <laughs> My name's Rob.
This is Ask Drone U. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.